Welcome to In the Garden with Keith Ramsey from Garden Supply Company in Cary. And uh, we are in the fall now. Soon people will be inside and they won't be able to to plant. So let's talk about houseplants. Yeah, houseplants are an easy thing to um, for new gardeners to get into. It's definitely something that young gardeners these days are, are, are jumping into. Um, it's it's a it's a quick project. It's a day long you know project. Picking something up, finding a container for it, finding the right house plant for your location. So are, are there some that are very popular and and almost indestructible? Yeah. So fiddle leaf fig is one that's been over the last three or four years has been really popular. When you open a design magazine, you'll typically see a fiddle leaf fig in the background. I think Southern Living and some of these, you know, interior design magazines probably sold up that plant for us very well. That's a great plant for for bright light um, area. Um, it's big and it's bold. It's got really large foliage, um, and and people tend to to search that plant out. Um, after that, there's there's been a craze over um, mon- monstera, um, uh, philodendron monstera, which is a uh, um, Swiss cheese plant basically it's a, it's a 60s plant that's kind of come back around um, and and that's even hardier than the fiddle leaf fig it's it's a very large bold plant um, you, it can be trained on a trellis um, and it'll handle a little bit lower light people seem to get as gifts peace lilies uh, usually uh, when uh, someone's passed away but uh, that's a very very good plant for indoors it is it peace lily is is very for, forgiving um, and when people don't understand water requirements, that's a plant that usually um, is is simple for somebody because when it's kind of hard to overwater, isn't it? It is hard to overwater, and it and it its foliage drops really quickly when it needs water. So it's it's pretty easy to know when that thing when a peace lily needs needs to be watered again. And around a lot of offices, you see Chinese evergreens and yuccas, uh, uh, spider plants, too. Spider plants are interesting. Yep. Spider plants are fun, especially with kids, because you can you can teach them how to root a new plant. You know, you take one of those spider babies and put it into an, into some soil or put, into, put it in, in water and watch the roots grow. Um, so I think kids, kids kind of like that plant. Um, you know, and that's one of the plants that's on, on a list for air quality and, and Air quality, in, interior air quality is something that houseplants can really help with. Now, you, you sell these at your garden center. Uh, is there something you do once you buy the pot? To, do, do you take the pot out? Do you do, pair it in a different way? Uh, walk me through that. Yeah, we usually recommend leaving it, leaving it in the container it's in. Um, houseplants don't need a lot of space. Um, they, they're better off if they're, if they're lightly fertilized or not fertilized at all. Um, and then they, um, if you do up pot them, you want to up, up pot them, no for, no no larger than a half an inch to an inch large, larger pot because what you'll end up with is a lot of extra soil on the outside that stays at one of the extremes, either wet or dry, and will dry out the root ball or, or saturate the root ball and cause root rot. You'll see some yellowing of leaves. What what is the reason for that? Is it too much iron, or what is it? So, if 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 individual leaves are yellowing, it's usually the natural growth habit of the plant. So, they're pulling energy out of the lower, older leaves, and they're pushing out new foliage. So, mm-hmm. it's, you remove you're removing those leaves. If the entire plant um, 
starts to yellow. It's either it's either too much water, lack of water, or it's lack of nutrients. And a lot of times, um, a light like an Espoma organic fertilizer, something that's that's light, not not heavy in um, in nitrogen, um, and then or and or iron will green it back up. Do you ever recommend uh, just taking the leaves off? Yeah, so if you've got individual leaves that are yellow, you're just removing those leaves. That's the best thing to do. Let the plant go ahead and pull that energy out of the leaf, and then as the leaf spins, remove the leaf. And you can usually tell if it's if it's interior leaves, um, if they're yellowing from the inside out. That's kind of a natural growth habit of the plant. Mm-hmm. What happens when you actually see holes in the leaves? Is, uh, is that aphids taking root? Um, there's a lot of different insects that will affect interior plants. Um, the best thing to do if you've got, if you've got an insect problem, insect problems, um, you know, every insect has a different life cycle. So knowing how to control the insect um, is the first thing you, you need to figure out. So you need to figure out what you have so you know how to control it. Um, I don't recommend just going in and spraying plants just to spray them. So, you know, if you, if you bag a leaf or bag part of the plant, um, just cut a piece off, bring it in um, in a Ziploc so that if you're not spreading insect or disease, bring it into a local garden center, somebody that really knows house plants, and they can usually make a recommendation as far as what to use and, like, and what timing to use it. Yeah, yeah. If somebody wants to go more colorful, um, you know, think violets. Violets can be a little fragile, but uh, can that work? Yeah, violets are a great plant. Um, bright window or a fluorescent light. Um, violets thrive, and you know, violets to me, um, they're they're that memory of your grandmother. Yeah, um, it's definitely a grandmother plant, but it's a but it's a great plant. It. It blooms for a long period of time, and they live for a very long time. You can you can divide them, and again, back to you know doing something with kids. You can cut one leaf off of a violet and stick the stem in the soil, and you'll end up in a new new plant will basically grow out of the base of the leaf. Hmm. So you can propagate them that way, and it's fun. I mean, it's fun for adults for sure. I'm never tired of it, but it's it's um, it's something fun to to uh, introduce kids into gardening. And I guess another one, begonias, I can add, add some color. Begonias as well, yeah. Crotons, crotons, you know, as far as foliar color, um, especially in the fall, this time of year, it's got that great fall foliar color, you know, the oranges and the reds and the yellows. And there's, you know, there's hundreds of varieties of crotons. So that's a great plant. Is there anything you can do indoors now and in the fall to uh, the early winter that uh, – you can uh, then again put it in your garden in, in the spring. Uh, yeah, so all house plants work outside. So you know anything that you use inside, um, you can move outside onto a porch or patio in the summertime when it's when we're out of the freezing temperatures. So once you get into the, into mid April, late April, um, most house plants can go outside, and it's good for them to go outside. Um, they you know they. It gives them a little bit of um, warm weather and just your typical typical temp- temperature, good airflow. Um, the other thing is taking it out, bigger house plants outside, even if you're going to bring them back in, and just hosing them off. You know, getting getting um, dust off of them and kind of cleaning them up. Um, they tend to thrive outside in a shady location. Yeah, we'll we'll do a, a whole podcast on the subject of watering, but uh, because the plants are inside, uh, you may have a tendency to overwater them. Yeah, overwatering is probably the easiest way to kill a house plant. Um, we always recommend picking a day. 
and sticking with that day. So, you know, Sunday's your water day. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sunday afternoon, you, you, you walk around and you check each one of the plants. And the best moisture meter is your finger. Um, if you put your finger in the soil and it feels dry to touch, it probably needs a little bit of water. Um, if you feel moisture, it, it may just need a splash to hold it through till next week. But um, if it's got moisture in the pot, it's probably adequate. Um, the other thing to always to always um, keep an eye on is is to make sure that the water doesn't accumulate in the bottom of the pot. You know, so you're the bottom of the pot's saturated, the top of the pot's dry. Um, what I recommend if people are unsure about how how much moisture the plant has is to pull the plant out and hold it over the sink and, and remove the pot, remove the container so you can make sure that you're adequately you know you could have the bottom of the pot could be extremely dry and the top top of the pot could be, have too much moisture so you know especially as you're getting to know a plant and 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 it's figuring out the watering cycle um pulling the pot off you know sometimes you'll see if you if you're putting three or four cups of water on a plant the water saturates the top of the pot and runs down over the, you know some of the edges but the very the very bottom could be bone dry or the exact opposite if you're giving it too much water you've accumulated too much water in the bottom of the pot yeah more mature house plants can get root bound how can you tell that that's happening again removing the removing the, the um the pot from the plant um you're looking at circling circling plants around the edge um going through and um, what we recommend there is again back to that only adding a, an inch of soil on onto mm-hmm. the outside of the pot um on a large spot um but go, going through and trimming some of the roots off the edge and uh, cutting some of the roots off the bottom loosening them up and then putting them back in a container and that's a good time to fertilize a plant um, so that you generate some new root growth and and then they'll usually push out new foliage as well can you take existing plants that you have in the fall and put them in a pot to to try to extend maybe like an annual can, can you extend the life of an annual yeah for sure i mean you know plants like begonias you can you can put in a container and you can bring them in um, put them in a bright window or put them in under lights and you know give them fertilizer and and they'll overwinter fine so you can you can have some of those flowering plants and bring them in as well um, one of the things that, that studies have shown recently is that having house plants um, in your home um, just is, is good for the mood. It's good for they make you happy. Yep, exactly. Um, it, it breaks depression cycles and all kinds of things. Um, and so, you know, bringing plants in when they're when they're in the fall as things are starting to get darker and and you don't have as much bright color around um, really enhances the mood. So. Are there any that could be dangerous, not not only to little children, but uh, to pets? I know Diefenbachia sometimes can swell the tongue of cats, because I have cats. Correct. Yeah, there are. um, NC State has a good list of plants that, you know, that are toxic. Um, A lot of times plants, um, a lot of them are misunderstood, actually. Mm -hmm. There aren't aren't really, um, they aren't as toxic as as, as people think they are. Um, but there, you know, that's something that you should check, you know, check, check the internet, check lists, um, prior to purchasing plants. 
Okay. Well, you've been listening to In the Garden with uh, Keith Ramsey. Keith uh, has been with Garden Supply Company 23 years ago. You decided to uh, start this. Uh, They're at 1421 Old Apex Road in Cary. Their phone number is 919-460-7747. They're open uh, 9 to 6 Monday through Friday, Saturday 8 to 6 Sunday 11 to 5. And you can email in the garden at... uh, what is the email address? Info at gardensupplyco.com. And the website is uh, gardensupplyco.com. You've been listening to In the Garden with Keith Ramsey. 